You want to tap into your intrinsic power. Dig deep. On a journey to your highest self, dig deep. Dig past the fossilized negative thoughts, doubt, and fear. Get ready to rediscover your gold as Reverend Jackie and her guests drop their golden nuggets. This is Digging Deep Podcast, an extension of the Gold Rush Women's Conference and produced by Chauvel and more NFP. Welcome to Digging Deep Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trishak, and known as Reverend Jackie. And I am so grateful that you joined us once again. We've had some great podcasts, and, and this one is just going to be absolutely dynamic. Digging Deep Podcast is produced by Choval and more, and we exist to bring women and men to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness. We want to remind women in particular of their great value. We call that value their gold, gold which, that they were born with, which each of us were born with. Choval and Moore also produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, again, to enable women to recognize they are gold mines and then to use effective tools that they can unearth their gold nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experiences. Yeah, that's what it is. So as we get into today's podcast, I just want you to know if you have any questions, uh, please go to the website, goldrushwomensconference.com. It's long, so I'm going to spell it for you, G-O-L-D-R-U-S-H-W-O-M-E-N-S-C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E.com, goldrushwomensconference.com. And you can hit contact us, send us an email, and we will uh, get back to you. But I'm excited because we have two phenomenal guests today. Our golden guests are truly gold. They have indeed brought value to so many places. Wherever they've landed, the place has been enriched because of their presence. The first one is, well, we're going to be all talking together. So one of them is Professor Doretta Evans-Parker. She's been uh, my friend forever. But what's more important for today's conversation, that she is an experienced, licensed clinical social worker and covers the waterfront. She has worked with infants and children and moms as she did in, in her capacity with the federal government for a number of years, being covering vast areas, vast regions, and, and working with and helping moms and their children uh, live better, be healthier, find resources. She has also gotten engaged uh, over the years for about three years, I believe, with the Illinois African-American family in Illinois as a research specialist. She has worked in Roseland Community Hospital training social workers. And, and so what we're looking at is someone who has been not only well-educated, getting her uh, 
bachelor's degree and her MSW from University of Illinois in Champaign, but someone who has put both feet in and has made a difference in using those things that she learned and perhaps <laughs> using a lot that she learned along the way as an experienced licensed clinical social worker. And our other guest is Dr. Maurice Nazon, who is also a, a professor at Chicago State University where uh, Doretta is. And uh, Dr. Nazon is, is a psychologist, she is a minister, she is a professor, she has written phenomenal articles, and the articles, as I, I, I'm just going to perhaps have some on the website just so you can have the referrals, but dealing with crisis prevention, dealing with trauma-informed care, uh, she has worked with uh, issues of people who have issues around Illinois alcohol and other drug abuse, that's one of her certifications. Uh, one thing on her phenomenal uh, CV is a psychological first aid trainer. Now, you know, right in this season, and our topic today is going to be talking about emotional and mental, mm, what can I say, shocks or situations or or experiences that we've had in this season of COVID, in this season when we've been sequestered. And when I, I saw that psychological first aid trainer, she's worked with Prison Mindfulness Institute, which is a favorite of mine just because I have worked with and continue to work with uh, people who are in the prison system. And, and she has, again, um, is a CPI certified instructor, she has covered the waterfront in, in helping people to live better lives using the gifts that she had, the knowledge that she gained, and the experience, experience built on experience. So, ladies, how are you today? And thank you for joining us, Professor Parker and Dr. Nazon. How are you? We're great. Doing great. We're great. Thank you. We're great. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. Uh, we are going to talk today. So in this season, what I'm calling somewhat of a strange season, but it's also a season of labor because for me, there's new birth coming out of this season, and we haven't seen it yet, folks, it, and we know that labor is always very, very challenging. But we have seen people's work lives really get totally disrupted. We have seen families structure, the nuclear family, go into shock because of being sequestered together, children and adults. And, and we have seen relationships just really go bust in this season. And one thing I want you two to help us with, and, and I'm going to just give a little bit from a spiritual stand, but emotional and mental challenges, emotional and mental shocks that we have perhaps experienced and what perhaps you have seen. I don't know, maybe uh, Professor Parker, you want to start us off helping us understand from your vantage um, as a licensed clinical social worker, what 
have you seen in the emotional and the mental arena and some thoughts about what people can do when they hit the wall? Okay. Well, there, there's, you know, there are so many areas. Uh, one of the things um, in emotional is financial, and I'm, I'm relating financial because we have a tendency, if we're employed, we have a tendency to identify who we are with our jobs. And when we lose our jobs, we have a sense of loss, not only loss of income, but loss of who we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have to change, we have to change, we have to look at that because we are not our jobs. We are individual children of the Most High God. And we have to know that we're valuable whether we have a job or not. And that sometimes takes a big leap of faith. And, and many people, you know, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their title. They're not the president or the vice president of something. They're now um, Doretta Parker who stays at home and takes care of her kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we may not, that is a valuable job, but we may not value it as much as we valued what we were in the outside world. Okay. So that causes then, a mental and emotional instability. And what and what do what do they do with that? What what do they do with that? I don't know if Dr. Nason wants to jump in here or Doretta, you wanna speak to what I mean, so I I'm confronted with this. I'm I'm really in an uh, you know, I hit the wall with what you just described. Okay. Um well you you know, Dr. Nason, you can jump in at any time. You know, you have to realize that you are more than your job. You are valuable as an individual. Um, you now become from president of the corporation or vice president of the corporation to a stay-at-home mom who now has to teach her children and do all of the things that you hadn't done before. So we have to look at the various roles in the family, roles that you're playing, and, and if it's a, a nuclear family, or if you're a single parent, what are the roles that you have to do? Uh, but we have to learn first that no matter what, and they always say it on the airplane, you have to take care of yourself first before you can give to anybody else. You know, when the oxygen mask comes down, they say put it on your face, get your oxygen, and then work with your children or whoever you're with. So we have to learn self-care. We have to learn that we're valuable, okay? And we have to learn how to show ourselves how valuable we are. Yeah, okay, now that's you. That's because as someone would call in and say, okay, so I have lost my job. I have been accustomed to being, and I am in a bad place, a bad shape. And you would say, well, you have to do what? What is no, it that? What is? What are the three things? Perhaps what is one thing to one thing that really might help that person who's emotionally distraught? Okay, the first thing is to ask for help. To look in the mirror and say, I'm valuable, but at this point in my life, I need help. 
And that help may be reaching out to a professional person for, you know, therapy. It may be reaching out, having a sit-down with your family to talk about roles and how we're going to handle this as a family. And it may be reaching out for, you know, spiritual support or, you know, um, women have girlfriends, you know, and we, we talk about everything, but sometimes we don't talk about what it is that we need. Okay, and I love that, that reaching out for help, reaching and right in through here, this season where we've been sequestered, reaching out for help may be really good. I can tell you from a, from the spiritual stand, it's been a season. People perhaps have, have heard you before you even spoke it because I've had lots of calls for prayers and lots of calls just to listen. Uh, Dr. Nazon, give, give me what's a thought or in terms of emotional or mental challenge in this kind of season that you've confronted or may um, know of and, and what one could do about it. I think uh, there are some particular uh, emotions that people are feeling right now, and I will focus on about uh, four. One is stress and anxiety, and mm-hmm. the second one is uh, trauma. And um, the third and fourth one is grief mm-hmm. and loss. Um, mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. thing that I huh? Uh, the first thing that I want to say is that I would encourage everybody that's listening to really think about that those emotions that they are feeling are quite normal under the circumstance uh, and that uh, they have to acknowledge that not necessarily that there's really something wrong going on with them, but that mm-hmm. those are extraordinary circumstances that none of us have ever experienced before. Therefore, um, the range of emotion that we may feel may seem abnormal, but mm-hmm. it's in response to the situation that's going on. So, 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 Doctor Nathan, I'm not crazy. I'm not. I'm not the only one having this. I'm not totally wacky. I am absolutely having a natural reaction to a very extraordinary circumstance. Is that what you're absolutely. saying? You're helping me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we must make the difference between people who do suffer from mental illness, and I yeah. really don't like the word crazy because mental illness is the brain dysfunction that's going on for mm-hmm. the person, as well as people who are addicted and suffer from substance use disorder. Um, so we, you know, those individuals that already have a pre-existing condition, their emotion is even more exacerbated, meaning that, you know, they may have really episodes where um, the feelings are more severe and so on and so forth. And, and those individuals definitely, I would concur with Donata, is, uh, need help. They need to reach yeah. out for help and 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 get professional help in order to deal with the situation. 
And you know, you know for- I want to just mention as you're describing that it reminds me of the physical side where people say the uh, COVID-19 has a uh, heavier or worse impact if you have the underlying conditions. So what you just said to us, which is really valuable, that if you are suffering from a mental illness of any kind, then understand, be very careful, be very aware, because what's happening in the, in, to, to those who are not is going to be layered on you, and you are, have this underlying condition. Good. That's good. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I think people need to understand it's not, uh, you know, and I, you know, although I don't like to use uh, the word crazy, but, you know, people may feel like they're losing it. And people Mm -hmm. who have absolute, in the past, who have had absolute control over their life or very, uh, or very regimented may really have a difficulty with uh, this situation because there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of uncertainty. And for people who like things to be in place and in order, that may be uh, something very difficult for them to deal with because from day to day, things are changing. We get new information. We get contradicting information, who are we to believe, and so on and so forth. Although I will say trust the, um, you know, the, the, the medical people. The scientists, of, uh, yes. What's I'm really sorry. going on with <laughs> yes, COVID, not yes. listen to anybody else. If you need right. to have uh, information and make sure to verify if you hear something and you're not sure whether that's accurate or not, don't spread it. Just go on the CDC website and then verify the information. You can also go on the World Health Organization website and get some information about that. Uh, rather okay. than listen and uh, expand on something, first of all, you know, spiritually we know that our energy, where we spend our energy, that expands. So we that's, want that's... to spend our energy on positive things. So, you know, and that ties in and with po- our positive positive things that can manage the facts. I just want our listeners to know we are saying that facts are there, they can be managed, and what Dr. Maison is saying is go to uh, reputable sources such as the CDC website, the World Health Organization, to the scientists. And I'm going to give you Dr. Maison's number if, in fact, uh, you need or want to have counseling after all this is over. Let me ask, you had mentioned trauma. You had mentioned stress and anxiety, then you mentioned trauma. Yes, trauma is uh, the response to, uh, that we have uh, when we, we experience, witness, um, or, you know, uh, really extraordinary circumstances. So trauma really has uh, affect our body. Uh, we can suffer from lack of concentration, inability to sleep. Uh, there can be a change in our eating pattern. 
we can have, uh, you know, uh, mental condition, we can feel foggy, we can have difficulty concentrating, and we may be fearful, we may react, be uh, what I call hypervigilant, which means that we're watching everything that's going on around us. And so uh, we've experienced some trauma as a result not only of the circumstance, because the pandemic is a traumatic event, but also right. because uh, after that, we watch on TV people being killed. Uh, this is not a run-of-the-mill kind of things that we've experienced. Right. So although we were not directly involved, we experienced what is called vicarious trauma, which yeah, is it's, it's impacting uh, us that trauma. Okay. So, so um, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you. What what does a person a person is listening to this right now and is sitting there and bunched in a in a knot because of this? Just with, and they they hear you and they know. God, that's it. That's exactly. I'm. What 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 would you tell them? How some way? And this is again someone perhaps who is short of needing. Um, outside psychological counseling, what are just some normal, ordinary things people can do if they're impacted by this trauma? Okay, if you are impacted by this trauma, the first thing that I would recommend that you do is for a while, uh, until you are able to have... um, to, to take better care of your emotional health, I would suggest for you not to watch television. That's because, good. you know, yeah. it's what it does is that it's like you're relieving the trauma over and over again. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things that people need to understand is that when you see those things, it can reacerbate or it can... Uh, remind you of past experiences of trauma. And mm-hmm. so you feel like you were leaving something that you thought was resolved for years, and then it comes back. And so you feel numb. You feel, you know, inadequate. You feel like you're experiencing this thing again, and your emotions are all over the place. So, you know, the first thing is that, you know, stop listening to the to the news because this is reacerbating uh, or, uh, you know, increasing the level of, of vicarious trauma. So, uh, so you're saying in some way to pull away from that which is causing, and I'm going to come in from a spiritual stand, uh, and, and, and uh, Professor Parker, you may have some thoughts on this, from a spiritual mm-hmm. stand, not only do you pull away from, but from a spiritual stand, you then start really disciplining your thoughts. You then really go into uh, a number of things that I am just going to talk about in a minute, just if you are in the midst of on the verge of being discouraged. If you are in the midst of trauma, you have to discipline your thoughts, and that requires putting something else in front of your eyes so that you might be able to change from if you needed help from the outside and then start working and, and discipline your thoughts and your feelings. Uh, again, this is for 
for someone who is within the ordinary range of being traumatically impacted by what's going on. If it becomes beyond, if you're really totally, uh, as, 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 as I'm using Dr. Nazan's medical term, losing it, then you reach out for help, whether it's the psychologist, whether it's the uh, uh, minister, whether, as uh, Professor Parker said, it's your girlfriend. Uh, who who can perhaps talk you through something. Um, Professor Parker, can do you I, have any thoughts about yeah, either the yeah, stress the whole, anxiety the or trauma? trauma? The whole issue of trauma. Um, people of color are constantly uh, faced with trauma. We had adverse childhood experiences of trauma. Uh, being, as we know, the... The pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, is going hand-in-hand hand with the racism 1619 pandemic. So there's trauma from that that we live every day. And so because this is there, uh, we do some activities that uh, or some things happen to us like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, that, you know, cause us to have experiences, and it may be based on, you know, lack of food, you know, the trauma you pick up. And I see what Dr. Nazan said, you know, not to watch TV, but it's almost more than TV. Don't get on Facebook. Don't get on your social media because all of that is there about the trauma that's going on with COVID-19 as well as the the uh, racism sixteen nineteen. So uh, we're, we're we're talking about being intentional about changing our activities, and being intentional. I'm adding about changing our thoughts and our feelings. I want to come you. back to the other two. Uh, you mentioned Dr. Nazan, grief and loss. Yeah, um, uh, those are huge, and I'm not sure. We may have to take another uh, podcast to really cover them because I'm totally, totally in agreement with you. I'm going to listen. Why don't you share with us some thoughts about the emotional and the mental stress under the heading well, of grief and loss? There's, there's uh, a lot of grieving going on, and it's not necessarily related to losing somebody, although, um, you know, some of us have experienced, uh, you know, people making the transition as a result of COVID or other life events. But it's mainly uh, the loss of uh, who we are as as we knew who we were before. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's the loss of, like, okay, I need to redefine myself at this point. And like Donata mentioned, losing mm-hmm. losing a job, uh, losing relationship, losing contact with loved ones, not being able to see them, uh, you know, losing, you know, perhaps loved one or relationship as a result of the distance and isolation, um, losing our way of life. You know, now right. we have a mask. Mm-hmm. We have right, to yeah. we have to 
simple, simple acts uh, that we use to do, such as going to the grocery, uh, putting our food in our refrigerator. Now we have to wash uh, things more carefully. We have, yeah, it it is the the so, the whole grieving but, thing. I, I I just I want to jump in because it really I and what it really reminds me of, and one of the really areas that we work with a lot at uh, the Gold Rush Women's Conferences. If I have, and I go back to what Professor Parker was saying. If I have tied my value to a certain lifestyle, if I have tied my value, now this is one, ladies, now I'm really not making this up. When you put the mask on, no longer do you get to see your lipstick and your makeup and your face looking pretty, okay? And if, in fact, I have tied my value and, and Though you, the, the three of us, are kind of talking about it as if maybe people don't, yeah, everybody does something too often, tying their value that's to an external thing. And the grieving comes, as Dr. Nazan, as you described, when it's lost, when it's changed. And in this time period, we have indeed had uh, a multiple examples of things that have been lost because of the extraordinary circumstance that we're in. Um, Absolutely. Let me... it, could, it could be also related to being able uh, to meet your friend at church, being able to yes. gather and worship, being able to go to a class or a Sunday school or any, any kind of things that we were, quote-unquote, doing normally. There's a new normal being created, and because we don't know what that's going to look like, it's kind of uh, scary. <laughs> it's kind and, of, and what, uh, think, think you know, about it, what, it, what, it, what do I do with that? How, again, asking both of you or one of you, the grief, this is what they, they're listening to you right now, and they're saying, God, that's right. You know, right. what do I do right. with that? How do I, what do you say to them to help them move past that and, and have the grieving process absolutely happen and move on? I think, I think the first step is to really grieve and to give yourself permission to really say, oh, my God, you know, yes. uh, to identify what you're grieving. Maybe yeah. it's not being able to wear that lipstick and get your hair done or get your nail done, and that's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, some people may see that as being minimalist or, you know, not really that important, but like you said, for some people, that's really how, how you know, they how value. You, <laughs> they value, yeah. it's really they value how that. So, yeah, give yourself permission to grieve, and then embrace the new normal. What is that going go. to look like? Get embrace. excited about it, you know, because what? then you, you, you don't have to conform to anything. You can really write your own story now, okay? Embrace the uh, new normal. Professor Parker, yeah. you were going to tag, tag on to that? I love yeah. that. Embrace the new normal. Yeah, and I call it the new now. That's the new now. So it's like um, you, 
it's a sense of loss of who we are. We are social beings, and we've lost the ability to socialize. When you put the mask on, you don't see the lipstick. All you do is see the eyes. And almost when you see everybody with the mask on, everybody looks alike. So mm-hmm. you lost your sense of individuality of who you are. Um, some of the things in terms of the whole issue of social isolation and touch, and touch is real important. And we've lost the, the not the ability because we want to touch. You know, one of the things about churches, the first thing you do when you see somebody in the past, when you came to church, that what did you do? You gave them a hug. You gave them yeah. a hug. But yeah. now you can't do that. So how do we work around the sense of touch? One of uh, family therapists, Virginia Satir, says we need at least four hugs a day just to survive. Well, we're not getting which, any. <clears throat> which says to okay. me, and I'm, I'm on a come in here just and sneak in the back door with a little bit of spirituality here. Um, the, the touch then has to become a recognition of your who you are. It, and, right. and, and in the midst of this emotional and mental distress that we find or you might find yourself in, it's really from my standpoint and what I've seen a number of people do is remember three things, and, and, and I just I prayed about this on, I pray Wednesday morning, everybody join me at 10 a.m. for 15 minutes on the Gold Rush Women's Conference Facebook page. But the, the first thing is remember what God has done, that in the midst of this emotional or mental turmoil, remember God created you. It really recall, requires that you to recall God created you, and God created you in a perfect fashion, and that you have the wherewithal to do what you need to do when you need to do it. And, and remembering that, how do you remember that? In terms of praying. And, and praying just is really, it takes on a really new meaning. I've got to get quiet, and I've got to, as, as we said earlier, shut off the TV shut off the uh, social media. I've got to touch in the God dwelling within me so that I can get a refresher, a, a reminder of, of what God has created. And then the second thing is what God is doing right now. Things are happening, and that's what, well, what I said earlier, disciplining your thoughts. There is not an accident of anything going on. It is tough. It is hard. I mean, whether if you're a Christian, you think about Jesus' journey, uh, it was hard, but there was absolutely a process going on. And we right now, whether it's the corona or whether it's the uh, racism that's being impacted, uh, it is a process that we have to know that God is in the midst of. God is in the midst of it. And we have to keep looking there and asking God, what shall I do? What shall I do? And then have the faith and the strength to follow the actions. And the last thing is everybody who is listening know that what God will do. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's It's going to be all right. And why do I know that? 
Well, from a Christian standpoint, I look at Sunday morning. But whatever your faith is, there are what we call unfoldings. And I want to just mention this. This is um, my own view of something that has occurred. John Lewis, Representative John Lewis, has made his transition. That was his final gift to us. He has provided us such a profound gift in his transition for us to be able to continue on in a very focused way to create a world of equity and justice. It's already there. Folks, it's already there. Ours is the process through take off the layers of crap that's covering up so that we can experience it. I want to thank Dr. Nazan. I want to thank Professor Parker for the thoughts that you have shared with us for those who may be confronting mental and emotional trauma, difficulty. Uh, Dr. Nazan, I know Let me add a quick thing. I think overall what we need to remember, this time call us to really remember our identity. Is that we are one with God. We are not separate. We need to stop looking outside of ourselves and look within where everything is there, like you mentioned. All the resources that we would ever need are there to help get through this uh, this time of of, uh, opportunity rather than challenge. This is really our opportunity. Unity that to come up and show up, and we know that we are never separated from God. So if we need yes. that heart, we just we just need to go inside and say, "The God within me, give me that hug. I need a hug right now, now, right now." Right. And immediately, and, and our prayer will be answered. And and feel yes. it and feel it. Hug yourself. But but what is important for anyone who is listening, I always like to, as, as Dr. Nazan has said, absolutely the truth, we are one with the divine. That's how we were made. And it will tell us, God will tell you what you are called to do to change the facts. So I am not suggesting, and neither is Dr. Nazan, that there's not a task on us that we're called to do in the middle of this process. But it's only for us to have the peace and for us to call on our faith and strength to be able to process through that, we have to know what was just said. I am at one with God, and that is great. I want to give you, Dr. Nazan, you have clients, I believe. You want to leave your number with us, or you want me to put it on the website? Tell me how you want to do that. Uh, yeah, you can uh, put it on the website. That's fine. But uh, okay. people can reach me at 708-717-1546. As I said, Dr. Nezan is a psychologist. From a clinical social worker standpoint, uh, Doretta, I, Professor Parker, I don't know if you, if you have clients or you work no, with them. I'm I know you teach them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing private practice right now this year. Okay. 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 So Thanks. we are we are um, 
grateful to both of you. This has been a rich conversation. Were all the answers given? Mm, but there were some good answers and some good beginnings. Please, those of you who are listening, uh, if you want to reach out, send me an email. Uh, go to the website, goldrushwomensconference.com, and leave us a message. We'll get back to you. I do want to mention a couple of things. I mentioned it earlier on Wednesday at 10 o'clock, 10 to 10, 15. We have golden words on Wednesday. That's me praying live. It's there. Uh, we really know the need and the necessity for prayer right now. Our communion, as Dr. Nazan has said, for me to commune with the God within so that I can feel love, so I can feel peace, so that I can know what to do. So prayer is really important. And the other is that I will be starting a six-week class on August 24th. If you want to register, you can go to the website. It's Why Am I Stuck? Why am I stuck? Whether it's in your finances, whether it's relationships, whether it's just with life in general, why am I stuck? So love to have you for six weeks. Go to the website, goldrushwomensconference.com, and register. And just remember as you proceed about your day that you are to use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day just because you can. And only then, Speak your words and take your action. God bless you.